before we begin this episode, I wanted to let you know that the summer session of the Ford Mentor Program is now open for signups. This 10-week program is entirely virtual, and you are paired with a hand-selected mentor who will walk alongside you as you navigate your professional, personal, and spiritual goals. The deadline to sign up is Friday, May 8th, so make sure you go to our website ASAP. Just visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash mentor program. We hope you join us this summer. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. When you hear networking, what pops into your mind? Do you see a room full of mingling people with name tags and a handful of business cards? Do you suddenly feel an oppressive anxiety at the thought of having to introduce yourself over and over again until even you don't really know what you're saying? Networking is something that most, if not all, successful business people would tell you is a must if you want to see your career grow. But it's honestly just not that enjoyable. And why? I mean, is there a way to fix it and make it something to look forward to? Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Joanne Baldwin. Joanne is a Northwest raised Pepperdine grad working as a marketer at PitchBook, a data provider for the capital markets. Throughout her life, Joanne has been shaped by the positive mentors and peers who demonstrate integrity and intentionality. Her confidence is founded in knowing that all things come from God, and it is an honor and responsibility to give generously and love others well. She aims both professionally and personally to be an encouragement to those around her, and she uses that desire to encourage others when she goes into a networking situation, which we will talk about more. And thank you, Joanne, so very much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Now, networking is something, like I said, you either love it or you hate it. (laughs) So for those of us who fall into the hate it category, which I would say would probably be me, uh, why is it something that we just try our best to avoid, I feel like? I mean, I think that networking has been uh, put in a place where uh, it automatically has a negative connotation. Like you said before, like getting into a room and trying to figure out how to make small talk or connect with people. That's really difficult sometimes. But if you think of networking as connection, then maybe there's a different way that you can show up um, in those environments. Um, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves uh, to have an outcome that, uh, that comes with these networking situations. Um, and Mm. if we can, if we can be ourselves and show up and start talking about things, maybe that you genuinely are interested, that you genuinely are interested in, how much easier would a networking sort of an environment feel like? Um, I think, Mm. I think that early on I thought, okay, networking is going to be for some kind of end game. It's if it's finding a job right. or if it's for um, maybe finding new friends um, when I move to a new city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're embedding yourself in that community. Um, but when I showed up and started asking questions like, now, what do you do? Or, um, you know, where where in town do you live or what's your resume? Essentially, those conversations fell mm-hmm. really flat. Um, it was mm-hmm. if I but when I started conversations about. What, was, what is something that you're really excited about? Or tell me about the last book that you read. Um, that brought out so many different, different, um, really refreshing aspects of the person who I was conversing with. Um, and so it helped with, uh, with really putting 
people at ease to say, I'm not here to like understand what your background is professionally. Like, I just want to connect with you on a personal level. <laughs> um, so I think that like, if, yeah. if we can, if we can help rephrase, uh, this idea of networking and, and maybe move more toward this cultivation of curiosity, um, then, you allow for people's interests and their personalities to be the driver of that conversation. Well, I feel like it's, it's something kind of along the lines of going off the script, you know, because yes. I think you go into these networking events and you go, oh, okay, everybody's going to ask what I do. Where did I go to school? You know, how long have I been doing this? Right. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it, and you just kind of feel like, okay, I'm just one of the masses. But you know, if somebody comes up to you and goes, Hey, you know, like, where's your favorite place to eat around here? Or, you know, something like that. And then it's like, oh, you care, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, you so yeah, I, I agree. I think that's great. Kind of shifted a little bit. You bet. Well, so, and, and I, I mean, I think everybody could probably tell, but I'll ask it anyway. Where, where do you fall on the love of networking spectrum? Because I think of networking as creating connections. I think I definitely am more mm-hmm. on the side of, of loving um, if I define it that way. Uh, if I, if yeah. I put myself in this mindset of like, okay, collect the business cards, do the thing, then I'm just, then I'm just acting like a robot and I don't <laughs> love any part of that. <laughs> um, but um, right. yeah, right. I think that, that if we can, if we can commit to developing a richer community for ourselves by showing up like ourselves, um, that really does translate into something that um, we can genuinely enjoy rather than, than dreading it. So I, I see that it's yeah. an opportunity to be able to, uh, exhibit curiosity and life's more fun when you can draw fun facts out from people and be able to say, Hey, let's, let's connect. And also I, I want to hear where you, where you like to eat. And, and from that, like, then we can, Mm -hmm. we can get into whatever else, why you're here and what's interesting to you from a career standpoint, if we have a connection and if not, then it's nice to meet you and I'm going to move on and maybe meet somebody else. So you kind of like alleviate that pressure too. And so, um, yeah, I would say I'm on the spectrum of the, the side of, yeah, this is fun. I also am an extrovert. So (laughs) if you couldn't tell, (laughs) that's something that I, that I'm enlightened by. (laughs) Oh, well, and, and I'd be curious to know, I mean, cause some people, you know, maybe they get to this point because they had maybe a really sure. bad networking experience. Um, so I guess, have you, have you always had this mindset going into networking or have you maybe had, you know, a couple of not so fun networking experiences that yeah. led to you going, you know what, I'm going to put this, I'm going to turn it on its head. Yeah. So this might be a little bit of a like non-traditional example, but, um, I, in, in school, I was always the one who sat at the front of the classroom and made sure that I had like direct contact with the professor and like wanted to make sure that I was yeah. getting all of the information possible. And in that, mm. in that, um, act and decision to like show up like that, I disconnected from my peers because I wasn't inviting any kind of, um, you know, shared understanding or experience or anything like that. And so, um, when I made friends outside of class, um, and I, I go back to college just because it's easier to, to think about like, work and life and how sometimes they intertwine Mm -hmm. and can teach you some lessons there. Um, some of my friends who were in classes of mine were like, you are a totally different person outside of the classroom. What is that all about? Like, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy the humor that you bring to things and your, your perception is, is really, um, refreshing for me. Why aren't you bringing that into the classroom? Um, and, and I, I had a realization that I wasn't being myself 
uh, at least not my whole self in the, in these classroom settings. And so, um, so I missed mm-hmm. out on the opportunity to actually make connections with people that would have changed the way that I thought about the course material and potentially could have changed mm-hmm. the way that I, um, walked away from that class, like learning something more. Um, and so as I think about like networking and if I had this like laser focus on, okay, I'm going to find a job or I am going to like identify a mentor or whatever that might be. It just becomes this like such a focused, um, task for me that I, the the only thing that Mm -hmm. I want to do is like ask the most pertinent questions, be most efficient and make really that relationship transactional. Um, and, and that I think gets back to networking as a chore or networking as like a requirement. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then it's just like, gosh, I'm I'm just going Mm -hmm. through the motions and like, I'm not actually able to start being imaginative to think about like, what if I thought about my career path as something other than what everyone else was like defining for me, if I'm not showing my full self, how do I know that this actually is the best step for me? So, um, I guess that's, that's kind of what I think about when, um, you know, when, when networking has gone bad, it's really more my fault than anything else because I've chosen, I've chosen to show up in a certain way. And sometimes it's conscious and sometimes it's subconscious. So, yeah. 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 How does networking benefit when you add in the element of purpose? And I think that kind of goes into what you had just been saying, where you go into a networking situation and if it's gone bad, it's, it's probably on you. Um, you know, so how, cause I think with purpose, it's really going to help shape how the evening or the morning, you know, whenever you're going, what, right. how it's going to go. Right. Um, so I guess like, how does networking benefit from that? So I mean, I see my purpose as someone who is to be an encourager and to be, uh, mm-hmm. joyful and, and be genuine in the way that I go about my day and how I carry myself. And so my purpose is very closely aligned with then how I draw somebody else out to share his or her story. Um, or maybe finding ourselves having some common background or, or interest where we could generate a new idea together. Um, and so I, I think of it as a way to, uh, to incite curiosity, but then also bring this element of, um, you know, are, are we thinking about that person who that we're, who we are conversing with? Like, it's less about me and it's more about how I can draw that other person out. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I believe that we're called to be servants and to be generously giving of ourselves and of the gifts that God has given us. And so if I can view those interactions in the context of networking as an opportunity to live into that, I jump at the opportunity. Um, and, and so mm-hmm. like, I think about the people in my life who have, um, given me the chance to live into my purpose, or I observe them living in an intentional way. And those people who stand out to me are the ones who are genuinely curious, who are not thinking about their own gain. Um, they are really focused on what can I do for you? Um, and that's something that I think that selflessness aligns really, really well, um, with purpose. So, um, yeah, I guess I would, I would say that about tying those two together. Now, how have you, and again, you've probably touched on this a little bit, but how have you made networking 
more about meaningful connections and getting a job. And I, and I think this is a great thing for everybody to try to adopt because, you know, at the end of the day, you might not get a job, but you know, you want that connection because you never know five years down the road, (laughs) they may have a job for you and it'd be like, Oh, hey, remember so-and-so? Yeah, we've talked, you know? So Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, how have you done that? Yeah. I mean, the, the world is a very small place. Um, and yeah, so the, pe- the people who you meet, um, it, it is likely that they will not be the last time that you meet them. And, uh, and that's something to, to rejoice in, not necessarily to be afraid of. Um, and so right. the way that I've, that I've thought about making network networking more about those meaningful connections rather than the job is by like front loading it with looking to learn and trying to stay mm-hmm. curious and staying open-minded. So, um, I moved to a new city, uh, after college and, um, wanted to continue pursuing act- the active travel industry. It was something that I wanted to, to do for my career. Um, but I didn't really know exactly what, ex- what that might look like, um, because I didn't really want to be a tour guide. Um, and so, I just started looking around the city that I was living in and started to identify various business owners in the, um, in the community who were leading businesses, doing interesting things. And I just sought them out and started asking, how did you get to where you were? Tell me about what gets you excited. Um, Mm -hmm. like what's it like working in Fort Collins, Colorado? Um, and just so Mm -hmm. happened to meet a woman who, has a love of bicycle travel. She and her sister just so happened to have purchased the bicycle travel company that she and her, that her parents founded 30 years earlier. And she said, well, I mean, I don't, I mean, I love all these questions, but like, we, I, I have an available position. Is that something that you would be interested in? Like that wasn't even like on the radar. Um, but because we had this connection around love of travel and of uh, bicycle riding and all of these different things and culture and food and, and then realize like, wow, this is a really good fit. And it turned into a job. Um, and that was not what I was in, <laughs> intending. I was not thinking about living in Fort Collins for longer than the time that I was there for an internship, um, in something unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about that too. And, and as I, as I moved to, um, Seattle, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to establish my community first. And if my job comes as a part of that, Mm. cool, I'm going to let, like, let it play out. And what I found is that I was able to build such a rich and diverse community of people who range everywhere from somebody who is a, a marketing wizard, um, and is the most enthusiastic and committed person that I have ever met to her community uh, and to, and I volunteered alongside her and got to know her really, really well. And we just, we just have a great relationship where we meet on a quarterly basis and just sit down and talk about the challenges we're experiencing. And, and we never, and we have not talked jobs where we, each other are like in terms of finding new ones or, but we share mm. a common interest in, in marketing and, and, a, and, a, and a love of the place that we live. And so I learn a lot from her, but then the spectrum ranges mm. to like people who um, are leaders of their organizations. And, and when I'm talking about very, and when I was first moving to Seattle was looking for a job and was like, I'm just looking for experience. And they're like, I can introduce you to a couple of people. And what those like connections turned into was more of just an expansion of like my understanding of the Seattle community, but of this, 
of the, I, I made a commitment to mm. meet with somebody, um, at least, at least one person, um, in the course of a week, like two people over the course of, mm, I don't know, I want to say maybe five months every week. So, um, that was, that was a, that was my job essentially. Mm. Um, and the thing at the end of every conversation that I had with somebody <laughs> was like, who else do you think I should connect with that you think would help me have a better understanding of our, of the mm. industry that I'm looking to get into, which was marketing at that time. Um, or it, or to better understand the city or who knows some really good hikes. I would love to hear about that too. Um, and it just ballooned into, into something where yeah. now I am, I'm, I have the honor of leading a team of marketers and I'm, and I'm trying to, to brainstorm different ways to, uh, do team building and to really have us understand each other's strengths and weaknesses. I call up one of my, one of the women who I met six years ago and say, Hey, it's been a while. Um, but here's some things that have, that have been going on lately. And, um, I would love to just hear what, what of the like personality assessments you'd recommend. I um, take a look at to have my team run through. And she's like, I love, I know that the last time we talked, it must've been like, uh, six months ago. Uh, we were talking about ways that we could each be pushing each other. And like, you're, you're allowing me to, to share some new things that I've been learning lately. And it's just like, that is the epitome of meaningful connections. And it's not about the job aspect of it. So I, it's a long way to answer that question, but I think that it also epitomizes this, um, realization that networking is not a task. It is not something that you just commit to and make it happen. It's a lifestyle. And, and there's ways that you can connect with people, um, ongoing, you know, if there's an article you think somebody would really enjoy because of that conversation that you had, send it over to them. Um, and it doesn't mean that there's anything that you need to like get from it. Um, mm-hmm. or, or making just simple connections in the elevator with coworkers. Um, there's, there's a number of different ways that build these, these, uh, these webs and, um, and the net that we find ourselves in, um, professionally and personally. Yeah. Should a networking strategy only involve people that you've never met or should you continue networking with people you've known for a while? And, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. It sounds like if you are going to continue it, then you can't really call it networking anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, when you start with people that you've never met, I think that's where, um, much of the anxiety comes from, um, because you're, mm-hmm. you're just starting from scratch. Um, and so there's a way to make it a little more accessible. If maybe you identify people who are in a similar field than you, or maybe went to your alma mater, um, Seattle's Pepperdine alumni chapter is, small, but mighty. And I really enjoy spending time <laughs> with those people who, um, who show up on a quarterly basis. Um, and we talk about a number of different things, but it doesn't all have to be about work necessarily. Um, so I, I think that if you can identify some things that are commonalities, then you're able to, um, connect on it. You can also share ideas. And if they're in a similar position to you, maybe you start commiserating a little bit together. Like that also creates some connection. Um, but then Mm -hmm. if that, if that continues, then, then there's an ongoing depth that comes to that relationship too. And so some of the things that, I mean, I mentioned a, a little bit, um, uh, I, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, the importance of, uh, having regularity and, having this like 
familiarity so that when you do make that connection again, it's like, oh yeah, we get together on a quarterly basis and exchange different ideas. There does come a point when I feel comfortable to be able to say, Hey, you've seen me through a number of different chapters. Can you give me some feedback on how, on how like I could show up differently or whatever else that might look like? It could turn into a friendship. You could keep learning from each other or, or you just realize that like these connections allow you to feel like you're less alone. And so I would say that like bringing networking Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and having both elements of like being okay with meeting new people and not putting yourself to a standard where like every single person that you meet, you must now meet with on a quarterly basis because compounding effect, it's not going to work out. I can promise you right now, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but like meeting people on a every once in a while, because you do genuinely have that, um, you know, shared values or, um, shared experiences, like lit, like leaning into those, um, opportunities to allow for longer term relationships to happen too. And I have a, I have a list of people who I, ha- that I will on a usually annual basis, um, send an update note to, and mm-hmm. just say, Hey, wanted to check in, see how you've been lately, but wanted to also share some things that I've been thinking about and stuff that I'm excited about. And, and because you've been a part of this journey, I want you to, to hear what's up. Um, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes that just perpetuates the relationship. It also brings some quality to it. Um, and, um, and that's, I mean, it's very similar to the sort of rhythm of Christmas cards, um, that we do with our friends. So, um, you know, there's ways to be able to keep those relationships going and it doesn't feel like you're, you're meeting with that person on a, um, really, really regular basis either. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love that tip and I'm going to pick your brain a little more. <laughs> Do Great. you have any other kind of easy to remember? Well, I mean, I feel like you, you've really, I'll say it mastered this. I mean, this sounds like something that you just really enjoy. So beyond the annual email, like, do you have any other easy to remember tips for networking with purpose? Yeah. Um, I mean, mastery I'm honored, but I'm still, I'm still working. (laughs) Um, I think that, uh, that if I'm able to be myself, that, uh, that, that really, um, does allow for me to be purposeful in the way that I connect with others. Um, if, uh, and, and what that sometimes looks like is, Hey, I'd love to get together with you, but do you want to take a walk around the lake or around downtown rather than sitting at a coffee mm. shop? Um, because mm. changing scenery sometimes brings up new ideas and allows people to be comfortable in uh, a new environment. Um, so I would say like be creative in the ways that you connect with others. Um, I have had some wonderful conversations with people over a shared um, like volunteer event. I, for example, um, we, we had something that was organized by Pepperdine, um, and had a, uh, food pantry inventory stocking day. And I knew maybe two of the people who were going to be going to it, but I made a point of, of, um, you know, finding myself in another group, um, to try and just get to know some people and came to find out that one of those women, had, had known a friend of mine who we had done a, um, a project together, um, at another volunteer organization. And it was just like really cool to be able to be doing something good together, but then able to just, to just, you know, have that, have that relationship and that connection. And so I would say like, think outside the box a little bit, like getting coffee isn't, isn't bad, but it also 
doesn't necessarily breed the kinds of conversations that maybe would be connections. Um, I'd, I'd also say right. like early on, I, I approached it as like, oh, well, I can just like pick anybody's brain. And I would say like being respectful of other people's time is a really, really important nuance Mm -hmm. um, that if there's somebody who, you know, is just strapped and there's not a lot of time that, um, that they have to give, like, is there a way that you can provide some value to them? If it's an ongoing relationship, then sharing those updates is really helpful. Um, but also saying like, Hey, I've got some different ideas for the things that you and I have been like brainstorming on in the past. Um, you know, does it make sense for us to connect on the phone for 15 minutes and, and be able to like, let that be enough instead of feeling like, Hey, can I get an hour with you? Like that's precious, precious time. Um, something else that Mm -hmm. I like to do is, um, is plan, uh, my connections with people, uh, over meals because everybody has to eat. Um, and (laughs) even if it's just like a 30 minute, um, let's, let's brown bag it. We'll meet at this lobby, um, between our two offices. And I want to, I want to hear about these two things. Um, and we're able to, to dive in and really get some, some good back and forth about something. And then, um, knowing that while we would love to spend more time with one another, we still made the connection and we made the effort to make it happen. So, um, so that's something too, where it's like, be creative, but be flexible too. Um, you know, everybody's got, got limits on, on their Mm -hmm. time for sure. Um, and then I would also say like, what has allowed for, um, some real genuine connections with people is, um, is to be real. Um, and a lot of times it's tempting to just say, Mm -hmm. Hey, here are all the highlights. These are the things that, um, that I'm doing really well at and, um, and being recognized for, but, um, you know, those are, those are things that, that are, you can put up on LinkedIn, but that's not, but that's not real connection there. Um, what challenges me and the kinds of things that I'm seeking input for allows me to, to invite that other person to share that or to share their perspective on how I could think differently about it. Um, and I think that then we talk about like the value of networking and it becomes like a wider exposure to others experiences. And that is something that's really, um, it makes you feel like you're less alone, but also you don't have to keep spinning on the things that you thought like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, if I just spend more time trying to figure it out, maybe I'll find a solution. Um, and, and if we're connecting with other people and also being yeah. a little vulnerable and sharing some things that maybe are causing us anxiety or frustration, um, personally or professionally, I mean, you make the call in terms of like how appropriate that conversation might be. Like you really can, alleviate some of that pressure too, because you're, um, you're confiding in what I deem, I, I, I call these people in my life, my support crew. And so, uh, and so we're, I'm able to not feel like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm the only yeah. person doing my job and the only person who's experiencing what I'm experiencing right now, which is the furthest thing from the truth. So hopefully there's some easy to remember tips in there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, you've given us uh, so many good little nuggets to think about. Um, so I, I just, I want to throw it out to you just before we go. Um, you know, is there anything else that you can think that you'd want to share with our our listeners? Um, 
I think I'll reiterate a couple of things. One is that like networking can happen anywhere. Like practice with everyday interactions at parties or dinners with friends or social events at the workplace. Um, you know, open the door for a conversation and see how easy it can be to, to make a, an inch, like have a commonality and spark an interest with somebody else. Um, you never know where that's going to go. Um, and, and if you're present, then Mm -hmm. you're not worried about where it's going to go either. Um, so I'd say that, um, and then, uh, you don't have to have an elaborate plan to start networking. Like I said, like it can happen anywhere. Um, so consider asking a colleague out who you've been working with for a while and just take them to coffee or take a walk and, and try and understand like, what have you been working on lately or what's challenging to you? And like, connect with them. Like what's been most rewarding and see where that goes. Um, Mm -hmm. like keep the pressure low. Um, and then finally, Mm -hmm. like, it's really not a one-way road. Like we, if I, as an individual reach out and make connections, um, I, I also have to expect that people are at a certain point going to reach out to me to ask for my time. Um, and, and that's something that, uh, that I take Mm -hmm. very seriously. And so, um, I have to be ready for what that reciprocation is going to look like too. And, there have been times when people ask me, Hey, can you take the time to review something that, um, that I've been working hard at, or can you do a recommendation for me or can you do whatever else? And it's like, okay, if you are making these connections and actually building out your network, it is not just you taking the initiative to, to reach out. Like there is, there is a bit of a, a back and forth. And so, um, who knows your curiosity and your interest in that other person and authenticity could spur another to action it can be a way to lift somebody up to be a listening ear for someone who may have never had that opportunity. Um, and you could be a person who helps them further their goals and achieve what they've been looking for. So it's a great opportunity. Um, if we think about how we can be serving the people who, who are around us. We're glad you joined us for this conversation with Joanne about learning to network with purpose. For more information about this episode, check out this episode's show notes on our website, forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. If you're listening somewhere other than our website, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We appreciate any feedback we get and always want to make sure we're featuring topics you're interested in hearing about. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk rather than truth.